0: Hello there. Glad to have you with me on the Redeeming Love Bible broadcast. My name is Phil Duddy, evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle of King, North Carolina. As always, please feel welcome to reach out to us at redeemingthelost at icloud.com. Now, today on the program, we're going to be getting into a topic, and it's a topic, it's a phenomenon that I have encountered pretty, pretty frequently over the past 10 years or so as an evangelist, And it's something that I'm pretty confident that other people do too, Uh, people who preach the gospel, people who witness, people who are active in the uh, practical work of evangelism. um, That's getting the gospel to uh, your friends, your family members. Uh, your co-workers, uh, the students in your school, uh, wherever ha- you happen to find yourself to be. But long story short, it is fulfilling uh, the, um, the the call of Jesus Christ to go and to make disciples of all nations. And that certainly involves preaching the gospel. That certainly involves uh, the practical work aspect of evangelism. Because after all, how are people going to hear unless they have a preacher? And after all, faith does come by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So it is imperative that we as Christians actually do open our mouths and actually preach the gospel, minister the gospel, share the gospel at some point in time. And uh, this is just something that comes up, and it's something that uh, I've sort of summed up in three little words, and those three little words are this, everyone's a theologian. And so what am I talking about with that? Um, Before we get too far into it, um, I want to give us a scriptural backdrop to it, and uh, we're going to do that with the book of Romans. Uh, So you can turn to Romans chapter 1, and I'm going to start reading the Word of God in verse 16. Romans chapter 1, starting at verse 16. The Word of God says this, "'For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ,' For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, The just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. So everyone's a theologian. It comes up sort of like this. Uh, most people will be fine talking with you about grace. Most people will be fine talking with you about the love of God. Uh, most people will be fine uh, talking with you about creation and, and things like that, and um, sort of broad brush theological concepts. Uh, but when we start talking about sin... Sometimes some very, very interesting things happen. Um, When we start talking about sin, especially fornication, I've encountered that quite a bit um, over the past uh, 10 years where I am here in North Carolina. Uh, But especially fornication, uh, things sort of start to shift a little bit. When you start uh, talking about the holiness of God, and when you start talking about how the love of God is, is manifest, is made plain in Jesus Christ dying on the cross for us and Jesus Christ becoming sin. And, uh, and then sort of things start moving from these sort of broad brush, theological, widely accepted in the old Bible Belt um, ideas to, okay, um, what about you before God? Where are you before God? Uh, what do you believe? before God. Um, uh, you know, has your sin, uh, you know, has the blood of Jesus been applied to your sin? And then we start getting into sin. We start getting into righteousness by faith. We start getting into uh, the judgment of God. We start getting into the wrath of God, um, which is just really, really plainly uh, spoken about here in these, in these verses from Romans. Uh, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Not just some of it, um, but all of it. You know, uh, fornication, blasphemy, adultery, um, dishonoring your parents, um, everything, every single bit of it. You know, all of the unrighteousness, unrighteousness of men, theft, um, you know, just, just all of this stuff, all of this sin that naturally comes out of us. All, you know, the wrath of God revealed from heaven, Against all unrighteousness ungodliness unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness and so you start talking about things like that you start talking about sin you start talking about the holiness of God and sin and how the two just really don't mix and it's sort of like this conflict um comes up and you know I've seen it happen you know hundreds of times you know the 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 entire sort of feel, if you will, the entire sort of tone, the entire sort of air of the conversation sort of shifts sometimes, and then everyone becomes a theologian. Uh, Whether they know anything about any sort of theology or not, everyone becomes a theologian, And, and it manifests in a lot of ways. It's rooted in pride, and it's rooted in unbelief, uh, but sometimes people will just sort of say, well, well you know, and, and they get really uncomfortable sometimes or they get really silent sometimes or sometimes they even get angry. And they sort of say, well, something along the lines of hath God said or, or okay, I, I know all of that, but I've got a good reason for why I do what I do. I've got a good reason for fornication. I've got a good reason for the drug use. I've got a good reason for dishonoring my parents. Um, you know they deserve it anyway let's talk about how bad they are and uh, let 's talk about how bad my parents are let 's talk about how bad my life is uh, let's talk about how how bad um you know i you know I understand that you know god doesn't like certain things but I'm doing the best i can you know i'm trying to clean up and i and i and I know preacher sure that i've got to get back into church and stuff like that but everyone sort of becomes a theologian and and everyone at that point ends Um, there's just this real resistance to actually believe the word of God, and actually uh, let you know let it do its work personally in your life, and uh, and and there's this real resistance there, and and that's where we get a lot of theological ideas. Well, you know, well my Jesus. You know, he's he's not mad like that. My Jesus, uh, he sort of ignores all of the sin. My Jesus uh, makes me feel good about my sin. You know, my Jesus, you know, says this. My Jesus says that. Well, your Jesus is just sort of uh, sort of wacky preacher because, you know, um, you're reading out of your New Testament, but my New Testament, you know, we skip all of that and, and we go over to this part, you know, where God's not mad anymore or, you know, and, and, and it all sort of you know you start doing theological gymnastics with stuff instead of just taking the word of god plainly for what it says you know that the wrath of god is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness in righteousness, because that which may be known of god is manifest in them for god has showed it to them and and um, you start doing these theological gymnastics with a lot of folks out there, uh, whether they um, know a thing about the Word of God or whether they don't know a thing about the Word of God, uh, there starts to be this really uncomfortableness that comes up uh, whenever we start talking about sin. And I'll, I'll remind you that um, no, the Word of God is given by the Holy Spirit. It's given by God. It is perfect. It is inerrant. It is complete. And so uh, whenever we talk about sin, whenever we're witnessing to people about sin, uh, whenever we're preaching sin behind a pulpit or preaching sin on the streets, uh, wherever you happen to preach, uh, wherever you preach, whether it's in your living room or, or just wherever, wherever it happens, you know, if you're just sitting there just reading the Word of God word for word for word for word, uh, the Word of God itself brings up sin so much. And the Word of God itself brings up unrighteousness. You know, the Word of God brings up unholiness. The Word of God brings up ungodliness. Um, it's not something that we, per se, do. Um, just, you know, you know, just me as a man. It's not something that, that I, per se, do. Uh, but I'm simply giving you what the Word of God has given you. And the Word of God brings up sin a whole lot. And so uh, what happens uh, when we bring up sin with people? A lot of times they they attack somehow. Uh, They attack the scripture. They say something like, well, hath God said. Um, They start doing um, theological gymnastics. Uh, They they get really quiet sometimes. Uh, Sometimes they just physically remove themselves from you. Uh, Sometimes they turn and they attack the preacher. Uh, Sometimes they grab a fig leaf, so to speak, you know, and they they sort of try to hide. They sort of try to minimize. But it's just something that we do. And I I remember doing that, you know, in the days before I was saved. I was uh, one of the guys who would who would minimalize. Things I would, you know, I had all this theological knowledge, and I um, got into theological wrestling matches with God when He was trying to convict me of my sin. Um, but be that as it may, it's a very, very common reaction, uh, whenever you're preaching sin, and whenever you're doing it, um, at least here in America in 2020, it's a very, very common reaction, and and it's rooted in pride. It's rooted in unbelief, uh, and so. Uh so a lot of people you know um you know that's a you know just broad brush um here in the church, I'm at well, you know, everybody becomes a theologian at some point, and so uh, what I mean by that is people argue uh, whenever the issue of sin comes up, it's very, 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 very common. um a lot of folks will argue uh, whenever the issue of personal sin. Um, comes up uh, over the course of a preached message over the course of you know you sitting across a table from somebody having coffee and um you just break out the word of god and you start witnessing to them um there there's there's argument uh, that comes up uh and that's and that's so different from somebody who who is you know, somebody who hears the word of God and somebody who is convicted, uh, somebody who is convinced, uh, somebody who hears you talking about, you know, um, the wrath of God revealed from heaven against all unrighteous, ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Somebody who hears you talking about that and then uh, they sort of start to see that in themselves. They say, well, you know, yeah, um, I... I, I had these. I, I was in the fornication. I'm currently in the fornication. You know, there, adultery is a very, very real thing in my life. It's something that I'm doing. It's something that I'm in. It's something that I'm pursuing. And um, you know, I'm I'm a professional liar, or I've got all these drugs at home, and I just like to just go. You know, mind altering drugs, and just um, just escape in those mind altering drugs. And that's and that's not good. That's sin. Uh, Somebody who realizes that whenever they take the name of the Lord Jesus in vain and use it as a curse word, that it's uh, it's just a very, very much an affront against a holy God. Somebody who starts to see and somebody who starts to respond in faith. And that, and that's the real key. Responding in faith. You know, all the arguments that you will ever hear against the word of God, they are all rooted in pride a blanket statement because it's true. It's all rooted in pride. But that's so different from somebody who hears the word of God and and they're convinced, Um, not only just on an intellectual level, but on a a real heart level. They're convinced that, you know, yes, there's sin. Yes, I'm a sinner. Um, That's what uh, the word conviction means. It's sort of a legal term. Uh, but it's uh, something that you'll hear a lot in Baptist circles. Uh, You're more conservative Baptist circles, that is. Uh, but it's uh, but it's something that means, you know, somebody is convinced when they're convicted. Uh, somebody uh, is in agreement with the Word of God when they're convicted by the Word of God. And there's a real faith that's, that starts to work in them, and there's a real belief going on, and there's a fear of the Lord. That yes, their personal sin, uh, their personal fornication, their personal adultery, their personal uh, blasphemy their, you know, everything that they've ever, you know, every little example that the Word of God gives—that you know is a manifestation of our nature as sinners—they uh, find themselves convinced of that. They find themselves convicted of that, and there starts to be a real godly fear of the Lord start to go on in them. And and you know before the conversation goes too too long, uh, they start asking it. Well, you know I've I've offended this God, I've offended this God that you've been preaching. I've offended this this God who is real, this God who is living, this God who is true, and this God who I'm going to stand before, very very personally. And my sin is an is an offense to this God, and I'm a sinner what must I do to be saved? You know, uh, that's, that's really, 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 really different from someone who just spends, you know, they, they try to spend like three hours just arguing, kicking, justifying, rationalizing, explaining away their sin. And, and that's all pride. Pride. Man, that, that that's all pride because the, the real word of God, the just the plain word of God, and I and I've got a King James Bible here behind the microphone. The plain word of God. Unvarnished, you know, perfect, complete, whole, and entire. And the, the plain word of God says that there is a wrath of God revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness, all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. There, there is a wrath of God. And so, so, like I've been saying, a lot of people hear that and they start, boom, you know, just immediately they start arguing. But on the other side, a lot of people hear that and they start to listen and they start to incline their ear and they start to want to hear the word of God. They start to really start to personally apply. You don't have to help them, personally apply. They start personally applying it to themselves because there's an inclined ear, they're listening, there's a heart that wants to hear the Word of God. And, and for the lost, uh, for people who are outside of Christ, for people who haven't trusted Christ for salvation, um, what does the Word of God do? What does the Holy Spirit start to do? The Holy Spirit starts to draw them to Jesus they start to be and the Holy Spirit does a work of really convincing that person that yeah there's sin yeah there's lostness yeah there's dying yeah all of that sin that there's a nature there's a heart that can't do anything but sin it's it's completely wicked and 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 the Lord never leaves people there um starts to draw them to the savior because if you go back in the book of Romans, you know, started, we started in verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed of the good news of Jesus Christ. Why? For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. The power of God unto salvation. So th- this is why we preach about sin. In the first place, because, um, because because we want to bring people to the Savior, because the gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation unto everyone that believeth, not everyone that argues, not everyone who who sort of sets their own theology above the Word of God, and not everyone who who just uh, argues and kicks and pretends and just all that garbage, uh, but but it's the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth. Everyone that believeth, everyone that hears the word of God, that inclines, inclines her ear to it, inclines her heart to it, wants to hear it, wants to interact with it, and then believes that it's absolutely true. And then God shows them. Uh, God shows them the reality. God shows them, you know, hey, they're lost. Hey, they're, they're sinners. Hey, there's a nature going on here. You know, hey, you know, you, you know, you're you, you stand condemned because of unbelief. And and, and, and then all of this stuff goes on, and the Holy Spirit starts to show them who they really are. Holy Spirit starts to show them who God really is. And 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 God just starts to draw them. God starts to draw them to salvation. You know, God will never show you that you're a sinner and then just say, haha, you're a sinner. Uh, no, no, no. You know, God shows you the reality of things. God shows you that you're a sinner. And then God starts to show you the Savior. God starts to show you the power of God unto salvation. He starts to show you Jesus Christ. He starts to show you Jesus and, and how Jesus became your sin, about how he loves you, even though that you've sinned against him so much, even though that you've sinned and sinned and sinned and sinned and sinned, and your sin is an offense to him, he loves you because he sent his only begotten son to become your sin and to die on a cross. And he rose again from the dead, and and there's salvation Available because of what he did, there's salvation in Jesus Christ, the very power of God unto salvation that's what the gospel is the very power of God unto salvation for everyone that believeth yeah and so so the so the real question is uh, for those of us who preach the gospel for those of us. Who minister the gospel to people? Uh, what where is this person that you're talking to? Where is this person that you're ministering to? Is this person uh, just just sort of arguing? Or is this person really listening? Is this person really believing? Is this person really interacting with the gospel? Because it's belief friend. It's, it's, it's belief. It's faith. Now, what does it, What do these verses say here? These verses say so much. Uh, Romans 1, 16, 17, 18, and 19. Uh, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed by, from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So so how do we become a Christian? How, do, how are we justified in the eyes of God? It's by faith. We're not so the person who argues against the word of God, the person who kicks against the word of God, the person who tries to tear down the word of God, who starts to, who tries to tear down people who preach the word of God, the person who justifies and rationalizes and explains away sin and tries to raise up all of this weird theology against God. Um, well, well, friend, um, that's not faith. Uh, that's not faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, that's not saving faith. Uh, that's pride and that's unbelief. but how how are we justified? how are we, how are the sins forgiven? How are we filled with the Holy Spirit? how are how, how are we made new? Uh, how how are we saved from the wrath of God that's revealed? How are we saved? You know, God didn't just reveal his wrath just to reveal his wrath, but no, you know, he revealed his wrath because it's true. And he also revealed grace, grace, grace through Jesus Christ, forgiveness through Jesus Christ. So, so how how do we come into that? We come into that by faith. The just shall live by faith. Those who are justified before God, those who stand blameless before God. Those whose sins are washed away, those whose sins are forgiven, uh, we come into it by faith. We come into it because we hear this. We hear this message preached. We hear gospel preached. Uh, we we hear we hear the word of God preached, and we start to believe it. And, uh, and, you know, we start to, we, you know, when we're lost, we come under this conviction. When we're lost, we come into this convincing that, yeah, you know, God's real. Yeah, this is the word of God. I'm hearing the word of God, and God's showing me that I'm a sinner. God's showing me that I'm a lost man, lost woman, lost child. God's showing me that, that I'm under that wrath right now because of my nature as a sinner. But I want a Savior. I believe it. I believe I'm a sinner. And then, hallelujah, God starts to show you the Savior. God starts to show you His only begotten Son, crucified for you, stepped into your place, became your sin, and He poured out all of that wrath that He has upon sin and sinner alike. He poured it out upon Jesus. That's the power of God the salvation. And indeed, it is a true statement, friend, that's, you know, the just shall live by faith. The just shall not live by arguing. The just shall not live by debating. The, judge, the just shall not live by ignoring. Uh, the just shall not live in their silence. You know, no, no, that's, that's, that's not true. But the just shall live by faith, by faith. They hear the word of God and they respond to the word of God in faith. And so I've got to ask you today as you're listening to this, uh, you know, are you one of those people who just continually argue against God or are you one of those people who are who hear the word of God and they believe it? And uh, because, friend, if you're lost and you hear the word of God and you believe it, you know, God's going to take you straight to Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God who died for your sins. And, and friend, if you're out there and, and, and if you're a person who preaches, you know the word of God. You're the person who ministers the word of God. Um, don't be surprised when you encounter this, but friend, um, but friend, you know, respond to it in love, respond to it in charity, uh, respond to it uh, in patience, and uh, respond to it in in faithfulness and in prayer. Uh, because friend, um, you know, if you're saved, you know, saved, spirit-filled, hallelujah, believer, um, preaching the word of God, then, then friend, we've got a lot of work to do in this country in 2020. And God is moving in really, really powerful ways to shake down some idols and to shake down some idols that people worship and 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 just bring people into freedom, bring people into real salvation, um, the real Jesus, uh, the Jesus. And when I say that, it's not some sort of weird, new agey, new theology kind of thing, but it's, um, you know, like I said before, I'm holding a King James Bible. I'm, ho- I'm holding the word of God in my hand, and uh, this word of God reveals Jesus Christ on every single page. Hallelujah. But friend, you know, we've got a lot of work to do in this country. Uh, but, you know, in any case, um, uh, we're going to keep on going on this subject uh, with the next podcast. Uh, but for here for today, uh, this is where we're end it. But uh, I do thank you so much for being with me. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And again, um, if it's a blessing to you, please do feel free to get in touch with us, redeeming the lost at iCloud.com. We would love to hear from you. And uh, this is a ministry of Grace Baptist Tabernacle. And um, um, uh, you're you're very, very welcome. Um, Please do get more information about us and about our church. Uh, You can find that at gbtministries.com. You'll find contact information for the church there. Uh, But I do want to thank you again so much for listening to us today. And again, we'll get more into this uh, from a little bit of a different angle next week. Uh, But thank you so much for listening. Um, This has been the Redeeming Love Bible broadcast. And um, again, my name is Phil Duddy. And may the Lord richly, richly bless you. And thanks again for listening. And in the light of your glory.